no time with these hoes. Wait no time. Let me dance, Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Being Technical Podcast. Again, you already know who I am. I'm Aaron. Or I'm being technical and not practical. So again, you have to appreciate y'all for tuning in. However you stream your podcasts, I am available on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can even listen to me straight from the Anchor app. Once again, I'm back here live from the HBM headquarters. Where quarantine, we're at like day... Uh, I don't even know. I've lost 50. track. Day 50, uh, quarantine. We're currently quarantine crazy. Um, yeah, it's not really much we've been able to do at the, during these times. So I thought, hey, you know, let me dive into at least what's been going on in the last week or so. Not gonna lie, I haven't really done shit in the last month since I've been here. We done, I'm currently smoking a hookah. You know, already in a, already in a few cups of, cup of whiskey. You know, this quarantine, not gonna lie, has been taking a toll on all of us. I ain't had shit to do. I finally got a haircut, though. At least I was able to get a haircut, because I was looking crazy. I know everybody, all the fellas out there, y'all probably looking rough right now. Uh, times are tough. But stay strong, brothers. Y'all gonna make this through. You know, luckily, uh, I, luckily the people I know, shout out SG, we know uh, people, uh, high people in low places. Was it low p- people in high places? High, high, uh, low friends, high that, places? Yeah, low friends in high places. We know people that, that got connects, so I was fortunate enough to get a haircut. Uh, so, you know, I look at least somewhat presentable because I'm one of a few people, you know, I got to go into the office, you know, show my face. Managers got to see me, so at least... I was able to clean up a little bit, but for the brothers out there, hang tight. I know you miss your barbers. You know, it's almost like you lost a part of you when you wasn't able to get a haircut, but stay strong. Um, better days will be ahead. Don't trip. But for real though, on some real though, like, I know when everyone was saying lockdown, they were like, oh, cool, you know, I'm a homebody anyways. I can handle this, but like, I knew. Once they hit a certain plateau, a certain time, people were going to start losing their goddamn minds. We're only in like 30 days of this lockdown and people are already losing their goddamn minds. I knew, I knew for a fact you were not able to contain Americans in their house, take away all their restaurants, their bars, their nightclubs, especially here in Atlanta. You done took the club away from everybody. I knew it wasn't going to last Long until people started going crazy. People's already out there damn protesting. They was in Michigan acting a damn fool, protesting that all uh, their orders already want to open up the the economy. You got Texas over there talking about they better open up the the state. Damn Trump supporters, I knew they was gonna lose their motherfucking minds. You know, took everything they had. They already talking about opening up the state May first. Florida over here already opening up their beaches, and you already got people hanging out at the motherfucking beaches. When we're in a damn epidemic with the coronavirus, you see, that's what happens when you got people 
in this country, when you tell them they got freedom, and then you say you try to lock them down, and they're like, no, you know what? Eventually, they was going to say, fuck that. And we're already a month in, and they're already talking about trying to keep us locked in for another month. This place going to fucking go. These people going to go fucking crazy. It's not open until August, bro. It's not even open until August. August! And people are losing their mind. We're not even in May. This damn coronavirus ain't going nowhere. Hey, guys, by the way, he's drunk. And by the way, I'm, I'm a little drunk. But that's the fun part about this. You know, I'm already in the house, locked in. We might as well drink, drink a little bit. I'm all right, but it's okay. Anyways, I know I'm recording this podcast about quarantine. I know my quarantine ain't popping like all them celebrities out. You know, I'm posting their quarantine, recording on IG Live. They don't got strippers and girls dancing naked on their podcast. You know, got Tory, uh, they, uh, IG Lives. Why, first of all, why is everybody going IG Live anyways? You're not that popping. Lead an IG Live for Tory Lanez, for Lil Boozy. All them celebrities out there, all them artists got the girls out there shaking their ass for them on live. I'm not there yet in my career or whatever I'm doing. Maybe one day I might go live if I'm popping enough. I have girls shaking ass on my live, but I'm not there yet. Hopefully one day. If y'all support me enough, maybe I'll get there one day. But for all those people that are on IG live, for them regular followers that I got, I don't see at least like 12 people. Uh, IG live. Why the fuck are you going to IG live? You weren't going to IG live before. We wasn't watching your IG live before. What makes you think you going live talking with your friend on, li- on IG live? You gonna have to think the rest of us gonna tune in? Hey, regular people, this is a public service announcement. Stop going IG live. We don't care. We're not watching. Just post your story and go about your day. Stop going live. I appreciate the confidence y'all think, you know, going live. But when I see 12 people on my IG live, I'm not finna watch. I'm sorry. Post that on your story or something. Maybe we go back to it later. But for all them people that ain't popping, if you ain't a celebrity, if you ain't an artist, don't go by IG live. You embarrassing yourself. Unless you shake your ass or something, we ain't trying to watch your IG live. I'm sorry. No offense, though. For those of you who still want to go IG live, go right ahead. But I ain't going to watch. I'm going to let you know that right now. <laughs> but I will watch Tory Lane's IG Live, though. You know, he got them. He got all the hoes shaking ass. He had a, he had a bitch in there. Uh, with, uh, what he said? He got... Sh- sh- Tory Lane's, matter of fact, had a, had a girl have a whole, ho- whole hookah between her ass cheeks. That's some different shit. That's some shit. That's some shit I'll watch. So if you ain't putting a hookah between your ass cheeks or something... We're not going to watch a damn IG live. No offense. All right, me too. Don't come after me, please. I'm sorry. On a serious note, though, 2020 has been kind of a rough year. Once again, um, obviously the coronavirus has been affecting. For on a serious note, this coronavirus is affecting pe- You know, affecting millions of Americans out there, even though y'all don't want to take it seriously. Clearly, a lot of y'all didn't take it seriously. It is affecting millions of people's lives. It's affecting people's jobs. This coronavirus is serious. It's gonna have to give a, you know, you know, uh, obviously, recipes to Carl Anthony Towns' mom. She was tragically affected by this coronavirus. Uh, she had complications with it. And you see, you will finally start seeing the seriousness of this coronavirus. Also, lost, tragically lost Tavares Jackson, Minnesota Vikings quarterback, who I watched from his rookie year on, lost. Uh, 
caught in a tragic car accident. Uh, Recipe to him also. This has been a sad year. 2020 has been a rough year so far. And we're not even halfway through the year. And it already feels like we, we, was, we already went through this whole year. But we're only four months in. And it's already been a mess of a year. Like, can we fast forward the past this year? Hopefully this year gets better. But so far, it has been a pretty bad year. I mean, a pretty, for the most part, it's been a pretty difficult year for a lot of people out there. But hopefully we make it through. All my strong people, we're going to make it through this. But we still do have a lot that we have to accomplish. 2020 is not over yet, guys. So don't worry. We can turn this year over. I know. It's kind of hard when you're locked in your house. can't do much. But don't worry, people. We're going to get through this. 2020, I have faith. We're going to turn this, turn this year around. It's crazy. We still don't have no sports. Like, there's been no basketball. We don't even know when the basketball season is supposed to come, come out. The NBA... Uh, I know the commissioner was on, uh, on, uh, supposedly was supposed to open up the season, possibly play with no fans, but the more I look at it, I don't know if the NBA season is going to come back, to be, to be quite frank, but the one sport, though, that keeps, seems to keep getting the headlines, no matter what, the NFL, the NFL has been literally giving all these sports channels, these sports talk show radios, something to talk about. Obviously, we got the NFL draft coming up. And apparently, they're supposed to do a virtual draft where they're supposed to do the draft from their house. How is that going to work? I don't know how they're going to pull that off. But the mere fact that the NFL even has, has the draft coming up, I honestly think this NFL draft might be the highest rated NFL, highest rated, most viewership in NFL history, in, in, in my opinion, because there's been no sports. People have been thirsty and craving for sports. And then who comes to the rescue to save us is the NFL. And that's why the NFL is the most powerful brand in America. That's why they're America's sport. They always seem find a way to keep themselves relevant. And honestly, I'm kind of intrigued how they're going to pull this virtual draft. Like, apparently the commissioner, Commissioner Goodell, is supposed to be announcing draft picks from his, his basement. Because I guess they have to follow state orders, stay in orders. But that's going to be intriguing to watch the commissioner announce draft picks from his basement. That's going to be intriguing to watch. I'm not going to lie. And I'm very compelled with this draft. Because my Minnesota Vikings, as you might know, I don't know, for those new listeners out there, if you don't know, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. We got two first-round picks in this year's draft. And I'm very intrigued about what we're going to do with those two picks. Speaking, speaking of my Minnesota Vikings, I don't know if anyone heard a couple days ago, you know, I'm sleeping. You know, I wake up. And all of a sudden, I see on my phone, Vikings are engaging in conversations with Odell Beckham. Talk about a trade rumor that shook up the sports world for a whole two days. Literally, every, because of some dude, some radio dude, and I don't know where the hell he is in New York, what WFAN radio, broke a story and said he had sources that said that the Vikings 
were in talks with the Browns to trade for Odell Beckham. And then this dude had the source and all of a sudden, but no other sports insider, no Schefter, no Rappaport, no Glazer. Nobody had a leak on the story. No master. Big shout out, master. My brother, master. I see you out there in the Bleacher Report. I seen you out there gaming with all the athletes. And you're JR, Des Bryant. Big shout out to master. Why didn't you tell us about Des Bryant today, bro? Yeah, why didn't you tell us about Des Bryant, bro? Anyways. So, my man shook up the sports world. And everyone's trying to figure out where did this come from. And it was over a, a second and fifth round pick. Yeah. Odell Beckham, being we just first of all we just traded away Stephon Diggs, and then you had Colin Coward had a whole segment, undisputed Skip and Shannon, Stephen and and Kel, they literally had a whole segment of Odell and the Vikings possible trade. I don't know where that dude got his sources from, but he literally. Had his 24 hours of fame. Obviously, all the Vikings and Browns um, personnel, GM, said it was false. But that's what they normally do. Anytime there's a trade rumor, you're always going to say it's false because you don't want to know that you're trading a player. But honestly, that dude had my hopes up and all the rest of us Vikings fans hopes up for no... for so, We were so amped up that we had the possibility of getting Odell Beckham... On our team, like, I'm still mad that the trade rumors were false. Because I had my hopes up. Maybe maybe it still might happen because the draft's next week. But that all started, you know, I was reading a CBS mock draft. I think it was by Brady Quinn. He posted a, he posted an article, posted like his mock where he had us trading our 22nd pick, the one we got from the Bills for Stephon Diggs. For Odell Beckham, and I, you know, I didn't think much of it. I was like, Psh, I'm not getting an Odell. What's this dude's probably just, you know, going on some clicks. Slow day in sports, slow week in sports. Then the next day, the dude from the New York radio station over here talking about Vikings are engaging in a talk from Odell Beckham. That's when I was like, oh, shit, this is real. This dude, could, we possibly could be trained Odell Beckham. And then, like the typical Vikings, they find a way to let us down. And they can't pull off the trade. Maybe, maybe, maybe they can still pull off the trade. But for a slow dance sports, that dominated the headlines for two days. Dude from New York, I hope you enjoyed your 24 hours of fame. Because now you look like a fucking idiot. Like a jackass. Like you just made some shit up. And now we can't get Odell because of you. So, I hope you enjoyed it, jackass. But hey, at least this... You know, this period, Wheelie's got some sports because we got the NFL draft. And not only do we have the NFL draft, but we have the most well-anticipated Last Dance Chicago Bulls documentary. Thank God we get to finally get that documentary. This quarantine literally fast-forward that documentary to come out in the next couple days. It's supposed to be coming out pretty soon here on April 19th, I think. That documentary, first of all, that documentary was supposed to come out on June 30th or somewhere in June. We were supposed to have the NBA playoffs starting this week. And we're so thirsty for sports. ESPN, forward, fast forward to start this documentary of the Chicago Bulls' last dance for this week. 
Thank God. Thank you, ESPN, for doing that because we're going to go crazy without sports. So at least we have the draft and the Last Dance last dance uh, documentary to look forward to. Honestly, I'm intrigued because we get to finally get a glimpse of the Chicago Bulls dynasty. You know, sit, you know, we get to hear more about Michael Jordan and his run and, you know, his fame with the Chicago Bulls. I'm very intrigued because they, we need finally something to talk about because, hey, and since this documentary has been talked about, literally, if you notice on all of the sports talk shows, first take, undisputed, they've literally, all they've been talking about is LeBron versus MJ. LeBron versus MJ. Like, y'all got nothing else to talk about besides LeBron and MJ. How many times do we gonna have to argue about LeBron and MJ? They're two different players that play two different styles. They're not comparable. Michael Jordan is literally an icon strictly for basketball, while LeBron is more so an icon because he's literally the only superstar basketball player we have in this era. So I guess it it was fun to you know hear the debates a few times, Mike. But every damn day you put on undisputed and first take, they talk about MJ versus LeBron. First of all, I I love LeBron. I think he's one of the most one of the influential superstar athletes we've had ever. But Michael Jordan's on a whole nother level because he literally dominated a whole era. He was literally the greatest basketball player in his era. There's no debate when it was with Michael Jordan. At least with LeBron, you had you had Kobe, you know, possibly you had Carmelo, you had Wade, you had Tim Duncan, you had Kevin Garnett, you had all these other players within his era, but with Jordan, he dominated that era. The the man literally changed the 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 NBA. The man literally sold his brand is the most iconic brand in the world. The man Jordan, I, I I'm a dire Kobe fan, and I think Kobe is the closest we'll get to MJ. No, no offense to LeBron. LeBron is one of the top, I think, top four or five best basketball players. But he's not MJ. He's not comparable to MJ. He's more of a Magic Johnson. He's a facilitator who can dominate. He didn't. He doesn't. He's not like a Michael Jordan, where he just tries to dominate a game and holds his his will. He has that killer instinct. So please stop talking about LeBron and MJ every day. Sports talk show people. I know y'all got other things to talk about. Talk about. We don't want to hear about LeBron and MJ. LeBron's still playing. At least let LeBron's career end. Then compare him to MJ. Not now. I know y'all bored. I know y'all got nothing to cover, but we tired of that stupid LeBron versus MJ conversation. Please find something else to talk about. Anyways, switch gears here. I know they've been talking about uh, uh, lately that they want to reopen sports. I know Trump's been having uh, phone conversations and conference calls with all the sports commissioners and possibly reopening uh, sports leagues and possibly having them open it, playing in em- empty stadiums. And I, my, me, my opinion, me speaking, I don't think it would be a great idea playing sports in an empty stadium, empty arenas, because that literally takes the whole whole element of sports away, the whole playing in front of your home crowd, playing in front of, you know, playing in front of people, it just gives people that adrenaline. I think just, even though we're bored and we're just that desperate of sports, I don't think it's a good idea having athletes 
play in empty stadiums, empty arenas, just because it just won't feel the same. Watching a game with no fans and having them play in front of no, like literally the whole, the whole element of sports is hearing the crowd cheer, hearing the crowd boo, giving the home team an advantage with the home crowd, giving them that extra adrenaline. And then when you're adrenaline, and when they're out there playing with no fans, it's almost like it literally takes the whole the whole fun away from sports. I don't think it's a good idea to play with no fans. I know Kirk was out. My quarterback, Kirk Cousins, was out there. Yeah, I don't know, he was on a Zoom interview or whatever and said it would be refreshing to play in an empty stadium. I, I think people took him out of context because that he's already known to be soft and can't handle the pressure and him playing in an empty stadium and having to hear the crowd and whatnot. I think it made him sound a little weak. I think it took a little out of context. I think it went a little out of context. I think he was just trying to be politically correct and trying to say the right things. But you take away fans from sports, you're literally taking the whole life and soul of sports. I don't think it's a good idea. I know Trump is thirsty to get sports out, especially football. Because if Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, puts an NFL does not or college football does not start in time, Donald Trump could be in a whole lot of trouble because most of his most of his supporters are here down south. And what is down south passionate about is their goddamn football, damn it. They need their football. You take away their football. You gonna be in trouble, Donald Trump, this this coming up election, because you need football. Because most of your fan, most of your supporters are here in the down south, football country, and if you and he feels the pressure, knowing if he can't bring back football, he gonna be in some goddamn trouble. Obviously, this is gonna be an interesting year for Trump, because. Uh, Obviously, everybody knows Joe Biden won the Democratic nomination. So, this is going to be an interesting uh, 2020 with Joe Biden and Donald Trump going at it head-to-head in a political campaign. One guy talks off his ass, then you got another candidate that can barely remember what he says. And, honestly... I don't know what to expect anymore. 2020 is so ghetto. I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this year. To top it all off, not only we had this coronavirus, now we're going to have, in November, this whole year, we're going to have to see campaign between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. There's no campaign, bro. I don't know what the hell this is going to... Honestly, I, can't, I honestly can't wait to see this 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 debate, these uh, campaigns against each other between Trump and Biden. I think it's going to be funny as hell. Some people might think it's serious, but I'll I'll dive on that later when the time comes. But we finally got our two candidates, Biden versus Trump. I think that's going to be fucking hilarious. People already don't take us seriously. Uh, I know the rest of the world doesn't take us seriously, so we might as well laugh. At least we'll have one election where we just get to laugh and see Joe Biden and Donald Trump go at it. But whatever. Anyways, switching, switching topics here. Back to this whole... The whole coronavirus, it just came at such an unusual time 
And it's just so, we just know so little information about it. And just how it spread, how it got into the United States, how it spread around the world. You got America accusing China of creating this virus or whatever. Because, and then you got China accusing America of creating this virus. And there's so many doctors and health experts that truly don't have and quite an answer in how to tackle this virus is, I don't know, obviously you watch the news, you turn on television, you hear about you know the virus spreading, people contracting the virus, people being affected by the virus, but this is such, I think my, my, my thoughts here, hopefully I don't get zapped or anything or the government don't, I, I ain't important enough, but there's just so many conspiracy theories about this coronavirus. Did it come from bats? Did it make was was some people believe it was made in a lab, possible to control the population? I don't know. I'm just talking. Cheers, bro. Cheers. I'm drinking, so I might be talking out of my ass. But um, there's so many conspiracy conspiracy theories around this virus. Like we'll truly never know like the origins of this virus like oh obviously there's people out there that do know but the general public I truly might never know the origins and how this coronavirus spread maybe down the road in the future in my opinion I think five years down the road you're gonna start seeing political officials have tell out book tell out books memoirs you're gonna start seeing movies about this coronavirus you're gonna start Seeing more reports about people, you know, politicians saying where the coronavirus started. So they're going to sell books. They're going to make movies. Uh, the whole nine yards. Obviously, we're just starting to kind of figure out more about this, this coronavirus or COVID-19 as the scientific term. Because it was obviously a virus that was in... Uh, virus that was cre uh, that was apparently been out since November 2019, and it's just crazy how from November all of a sudden it just hit the United States. All in just this month, you got. Then you had the whole scandal with the politicians that was doing the insider trading that had maybe direct knowledge of this coronavirus going to possibly impact our nation, and so they started selling stocks off, which by the way is. Illegal. Goddamn illegal. Any regular civilian citizen, you pull off some insider trading, y'all ass going to prison for a long goddamn time. So that's where, like, you know, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist. Like, that's where I was like, hmm, why would politicians in January start selling their stocks on certain companies because they knew that an epidemic was finally going to hit our country? I don't know. There's a lot of un, unanswered questions right now that might get answered down the road. But the one, there's one conspiracy theory that kind of made me laugh when I low-key kind of read about it was the whole, the 5G towers was possibly spreading the virus. The five, but for real, the 5G towers, people, did you really think some 5G towers a, a few hundred towers is supposed to spread the coronavirus. 
For real? 5G towers? See, that's that Dr. Umar shit. Y'all motherfuckers is listening to Dr. Umar and his motherfucking bullshit talking about this 5G towers is supposed to spread this virus. Y'all done fucking lost your goddamn minds. Anyways, okay, I, I should be careful what I'm saying. Hopefully government ain't listen. Hey, government, I'm just talking. Don't take me seriously. I'm just a man on a podcast. But... Please explain to me this one thing. I hear a report that Wimbledon had pandemic insurance in which they pay $2 million a year in which if Wimbledon was canceled because of some epidemic, they were going to get cashed out. Pandemic insurance. Pandemic insurance and what they paid two million dollars a year, which we didn't even know. They didn't even know. I didn't even know pandemic insurance existed. But Wimbledon, the tennis tournament, paid two million dollars in seventeen years, which valued thirty-four million dollars. In which, if there was a pandemic that canceled their event, they would get a payout. And you know what that payout was? Y'all know that payout? Wimbledon. Because their their Wimbledon was canceled this year, and because of that, they were paid out a hundred and forty-one billion dollars. Wimbledon, a hundred forty-one million dollars. Who who knows about pandemic uh, pandemic insurance? All right, all right, okay, yeah. So somebody explain that to me. Okay. Oh, oh, I'm talking crazy now. Right? I'm crazy. All right, whatever. Oh, well, okay. Well, anyways, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to this episode of Being Technical Podcast. Hopefully, I can make the next episode uh, in case anything has <laughs> to disappear. Anyways, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Hopefully, the man's now listening and watching. Again, my name is Aaron, where I'm being technical and not practical. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, just being Aaron. You can also subscribe to my podcast. And for all of my latest content, you can also go back and listen to previous episodes. Once again, I'm available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, straight from the Anchor app. My time's up. All right, okay, I'm leaving. I'm out. He didn't say a word. Technical foul, Wallace. He's gone.